The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Tennessee's best player, Colin Castleton. When asked about his availability, uh, Four days ago, four or five days ago, Florida was uh, about to play Vanderbilt, and uh, he did not play against Vanderbilt. Mike White, head coach, told the reporters that the injury he knows is significant. So here we are a couple days removed from that, and if it's a significant injury four or five days ago, I don't see how he plays. If he does, I don't see how he's going to be effective, and I think that's a big, big development for Tennessee. I think if you're Tennessee, you prepare for him. You just never know, but uh, he's a guy that averages 15.4 points per game, nine rebounds. That's a lot of production that's not playing, Ben. A lot of production. Yes, 15 and nine, That that is a lot in college basketball that is, is not playing. And, I mean, it, it is truly a significant difference because he he is a a skilled basketball player and and Florida doesn't doesn't have anybody in the post that is close to what he is. We, we talked about the the other guys, Deruji and Jitbo. I don't know how to say his last name. I, maybe I need to look up uh, his 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 J I T O B O H. Spelling ain't gonna help you say it. Jitobo, something like that. Well, I was spelling it for you, so maybe you could pronounce it for me. I ain't got nothing for you, man. I'm over here researching something else to, to bring Tobo. up. But uh, they, they, I mean, he he's the big boy. 6'11", 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. But he, he's not all that skilled. He, he again, he, and Deruji, kind of same way. They they are, they're not the most skilled guys. They, they, they're Urosh. They, they're physical, not going to back down. They, they bring the energy and... What they give you offensively just kind of feels like a miracle. I mean that that is that that is what it is. And Colin Castle is is completely the opposite. I mean he is skilled. We saw that last year. Big man who who can really do a lot. And if if he can't play tonight, he's going to put it all on Tyree Appleby, their point guard. They they've got some guards who have done some some nice things, but nobody that scares me other than Tyree Appleby. Tyree Appleby is capable of single-handedly winning the game if Tennessee's defense is is not prepared to play, which obviously I do expect them to be ready to go. Uh, again, I, w- I would just throw Josiah on him and, and call it a day. <laughs> um, Lightning bug, man. Yeah, but uh, they've got Myron Jones, a Penn State transfer, starting at the two guard. He's, uh, eh, eh. Uh, I, I said earlier, Flandris Fleming, he, he's another transfer. He... uh. He, he's just like a, a a spark plug. I mean, he, he's an energy guy, kind of that that just gets stuff done. Nothing that really he does great, but I mean, I've seen him have some really nice putback dunks this year, and I, I've seen him knock a shot or two down from the outside. I've seen him get to the rim, so nothing that he does great. Uh, but he he's kind of just an, an energy guy, starting at the three, 
And then other than that, they 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 have to rely on some freshmen. Kawasi Reeves, he's a freshman playing. Uh, Elijah Kennedy, he plays a little bit. Uh, Brandon McKissick, he he's a a senior. He he can knock some shots down from the perimeter. They just they don't have a lot of offensive firepower. The Florida has to hang their hat on on the the defensive end and 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 rebounding and ride the back of Colin Castleton when. Florida has been successful. Here's the best way to summarize it. When Florida has been successful, it's been because they rode the back of Colin Castleton. And Tyree Appleby carries some of the weight as well. And without Colin Castleton, it's really hard for them to win. Yep. Which is why Tennessee is that 10-point favorite, man, because you're losing 15 points in production from uh, the team's leading score and then 10 rebounds a game um, from Castleton. So, I don't know how I feel about the line as far as taking Tennessee to cover 10 points, but it may change later on this, this afternoon or this evening. I'm, I'm, I may, I may say Vols by 11, baby, and, and roll with it. But I think we will see, um, I think we should see the under. I don't think we'll see a lot of scoring uh, in this, in this basketball game. All right, let me get to the text box. Ball fans does not have an, Castleton will help us, but also the fact that Florida has played so many games in such a short amount of time over the last week. They look completely worn down during their last game. Everyone but Appleby looked worn down anyway. Yeah, yes. Appleby, he got a different level of energy, man. He got like a, a battery or something that he recharges and changes out because he never gets tired. But um, going on the road to Oxford Monday and then being here, yes, they've played – I mean, they've really played three games in 13 days. Less. Three games. Less than that. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Three and five days. Yeah, yeah. I remember I remember a former Tennessee coach said three games in 13 days. I mean, this is this is three games in five days. Yes, it is. That, I mean, that the basketball is, players should be able to do it. They, they should be able to. But but still, Tennessee will have fresher legs. And I, I guarantee you that that will have an impact in the second half. Um, if, if it's a – that – that will, I guarantee you, that will either be the difference in the game late in terms of Florida not being able to knock down shots if it's a close game or Tennessee being able to get the 50-50 balls, the, the loose balls. Those, those will probably go in Tennessee's favor because that, that's what you notice the most when a team is kind of worn down is that their shots are, are short, missing shots, and they're not coming up with the loose balls. That, that's how you can typically tell whether a team is gassed or not. And I guarantee you we'll see that in the second half. And um, it, it'll be the difference in a close game or it'll be the difference in, in Tennessee really pulling away and, and beating them by 20. That That's a great point. Something we should have mentioned before 9-15, but great point by uh, Ball fan. We talked a, a little bit about it earlier in the week on, on Monday when we pointed out that Florida was in Oxford. But uh, that 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 is going to be a, a big part of the game tonight, I do believe. Not a great shooting team, Florida, um, but tired legs certainly impacts your shot. Yes. If you're tired, free throws, jump shots, that's something to look at. Tennessee have an opportunity to get out um, on the run because you're losing 10 rebounds a game in, in Castleton too. So uh, Tennessee should be feasting on the glass and at least getting out in transition and getting some points uh, that way. Texan Vol says, I'm curious on the thoughts about Auburn winning by one point. Not sure if you did already. Yeah, I mean, we we, we talked about how last night was just a good night for, for college basketball inside of the SEC. 
and some tight games. You know, Georgia beat Alabama. Alabama was a favor in that game. No one expected that. Uh, you had a close game with Mississippi State, Kentucky. Went to went to overtime, and then Mizzou, Mizzou, Auburn. And uh, I don't know why Mizzou did not foul late in that game. Down one, shot clock and game clock had like a three, four second difference. I don't know how you expect to get the rebound clean and then get back down the court in three seconds to to, to win the game with a shot. Or if you expect it to just get a clean rebound and just call a timeout, the college game, you can't advance to the front court anyways from the back court. That's NBA. Conzo's coaching in that situation is being questioned and under a microscope, and I think rightfully so. But Mizzou did play play well enough to to win. They just came up short. Yeah, and I I think Auburn struggling had a lot to do with just kind of a, a hangover from the Kentucky game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the emotions and amped up to be the or hyped up to be the greatest home basketball game ever in Auburn arena and Auburn basketball history. And then you, you have all the, the talk about Auburn being number one on Monday and you're reading all your press clippings and like all, Auburn is since he had to learn how to play with taking every team's best shot, every single time out, every single time out when Tennessee was, was ranked number one and in the top five that year, they got every team's best shot, and and Auburn's going to get every team's best shot. Missouri, whoever they play this weekend, they're they're going to get every team's best shot. So, and you you kind of have to learn to 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 play with with that mindset. Auburn has gone from from being the hunter to being the hunted, and and that is a different mindset. <laughs> just like, in position a couple years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I think that that just coming off of an emotional win against Kentucky and then being ranked number one and maybe maybe feeling yourselves a little too much and, and then getting Missouri's best shot and on the road in Columbia, Missouri, yuck. So I I think Auburn will be okay long term. I, I think it was more just a a, a one game ordeal given all the <laughs> out of the ordinary circumstances. Big Orange one two three says if Florida shuts down our threes, do we win the inside game? Well, if if we're not making threes, it's not because Florida's shutting us down. It's because we're just not making them. Tennessee's offense, uh, if it's ran correctly, it, you're going to get open shots. It's it's a matter of you making them or not. So uh, I don't see how Florida's going to keep us from shooting open shots. It's us kind of stopping us if we don't make those threes, making sure that our hands and our feet, uh, that we you know, shoot the ball with good rhythm and uh, great concentration and shooting the ball confident, we should make shots. But if we don't make shots, you have to find other ways to win. That's getting ball to the paint, uh, getting getting inside touches, getting to the free throw line, making them inside out game. Maybe you can find you know better ways to get guys shots when you throw the ball inside first. I don't know how Florida's going to play um, post entries. Are they going to double or are they going to play straight up? We'll see in the first. Four minutes of the game, but do we win the inside game? I ain't expecting it. They've got some big physical dudes in the paint, as uh, we've we've talked about quite a bit this morning, even without Castleton. So we'll see. 
I just don't know. You don't know what you're going to get from Tennessee's post on, on any night. You, you just don't know. Like, Urosh, feel-good story right now, but can he keep it up? And Folky and Olivier have been the definition of inconsistent. And Brandon Huntley Hatfield is just... He's learning. He's learning. That's a great way. Thank you. I, I, I didn't know what I was about to say. Thank you. He's learning. Uh, Vaughville says, after the hiring of Hypel, I held off on opinions. I listened to press conferences, interviews, and a lot of coaches. Three names jumped out at me based on what they talked about and how they talked about it. Nick Saban, Josh Hypel, and Billy Napier. After the spring game, the attitude of the players and general feel, I was confident we had our man. So, yeah, I remember when Josh Hypel was hired. I was like, oh, oh, okay. The optic says he just went and made the easy hire to, to go get the coach that he hired at Central Florida. But that was not necessarily true because there were attempts by Danny White to talk to a lot of proven head coaches. You just didn't get public nose. Because you didn't get public nose, it made it seem like the Danny Hire just made it the easy hire without swinging, which he did swing. He just didn't know about the swing. But then after we got past that, start looking at what Hypo actually did at Central Florida. And the most lazy take ever is the team regressed when he took over. Like, what else are they going to do? They was undefeated one season. <laughs> like, where else are they going to go? Can you be better, from, can you be better than 13-0? So they're going to slide. And even matching that is extremely difficult. Yeah, like it. So, like, that, that take never really – resonated with me i didn't really pay attention to that take because there's only one way to go when you're at the top and that's that's down um and then we start looking at his offenses looking at his philosophy looking at what he did with quarterbacks looking at our quarterback situation it was like yo when you look at this he's actually the most proven head coach that we have hired since johnny majors how about we just wait and see what happens well, the other thing for any hot takes that people were trying to criticize the hire for was that he's not very personable. Josh Heupel's not very personable, and the only reason that narrative was out there was because floor or uh, UCF media members were were butthurt that he he just wouldn't bend over backwards for them, and he doesn't do it here. No, I'm, I'm sure there's media members who are not big fans of Heupel, you know, now either. Not to the point to where people are tweeting about it, like some of those UCF TV people were. Yeah, it was. They but was, I, I also thought that, like, that UCF TV person, that, that was more of a him issue. Like, you need to check yourself in the mirror, dude, and how and readjust how you are conducting yourself because you are embarrassing your, yourself. Right, so, but, but you also had some analysts around the SEC kind of talk about, uh, Hypel maybe not being unsure of his personality is, I guess, the best way to describe it. Not 
not necessarily being like a bad guy or anything, but just like how would that play in the SEC? It's too laid back. Yes, that was that was the concern. Too too laid back. Yes, and, and I, I don't believe- think that's the case at, at all. I mean, he's not the most fiery guy, but like you don't have to be the most fiery guy to to win. And I don't I don't think he's too laid back at all. And being around him and and watching him recruit the last year. He is personable, more than personable enough to recruit and to to get the most out of his players. I'm I'm not concerned about his personality whatsoever. That that was completely overblown. That might have been the most overblown question mark of when he was hired. Well, it is his personality. Well that's people that's that's people trying to fill their 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 cup. The people that did not like to hire, they were grabbing anything that would support their feelings and putting it in that cup. That's all they were doing. Yeah. It's like, it's like with the bears hire a a head coach. And if I like that coach, like I'm going to pour into the positive cup. I'm going to point out everything that's positive about that coach because I like to hire. If I don't like to hire, I'm going to find all the negative reasons to support how I feel. And I thought people did that with, with Josh Heupel. And um, he has proved in year one that uh, he's the right guy. But every year changes. You got to go out there and do it again. You're only as good as your last last game. Only good as your last recruiting class. So you got to go do it again. And got to be better. It's, you can't sleep in this conference, man. It's every day. I have a question. What's up? Uh, do you think uh, Mike Farrell still waiting on his gift basket and his apologies from the Trey Smith crowd? Well, he apologized already. I remember. I wow. remember he apologized. I remember. But I, 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 I still don't really. I still haven't gotten over how he acted with Trey Smith. I'll never forget it. L- looks like he should have been a five star. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, should we wait for our gift baskets now? I mean, there's a lot that he's going to pass out. I'll be first in line. There's a lot of folks that uh, was on his head about that Trey Smith comment he made. We will get back to the text box. This thing is moving. So, Moose, texted Vol, Vol fan. Got some stuff here on YouTube chat. Uh, Look at y'all, man. Y'all. Y'all going at it on there. Okay. All right. All right. We'll take a quick time out. Bottom of the hour here in hour number three, powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Reinventing men's healthcare. Be right back. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, I'm Vince Moore, wide receiver, BFL 1991. And you're listening to the Swain event. In this day and age, the way we work is changing and evolving. Businesses still moving forward despite your work location changing and supply shortages affecting a number of different areas. Office furniture is not immune to the halt in the supply chain. 
This is why Office Furniture Outfitters has purchased desks, chairs, and tables in bulk to provide you with in-stock options for your place of business, no matter if it's in an office building or at your house. Office Furniture Outfitters is the local supplier for Herman Miller, and they keep Aeron chairs in stock. They will come to your office, lay out, and make recommendations. No project is too big or too small. You can visit them on location at 17th Street and Grand Avenue in the Fort Sanders area or online at OFONOX.com or give them a call at 865-524-3003. Office Furniture Outfitters, providing East Tennessee's biggest selection and best value for office furniture since 1995. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the Big Orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill, or call 865-693-5400. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the MN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you, because when you look good, you feel good. Go to Mark Nelson Denim Com. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody Trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Hey there, Swain Event listeners. I'm excited to share my new Keller Williams Realty app so you can tour homes without leaving yours. Not only can you search for homes in specific areas and neighborhoods, you can also have access to real-time market snapshots on stats like average home price and days on market, plus commute times from your office, school zones, and much more. Download my app today and get the most accurate information on buying, selling, and investing in real estate in your area. Just search for the Keller Williams Realty app and click on more in the lower right-hand corner. Type in Jennifer Morris in the Your Agent search bar, then save and you're set. And as always, feel free to reach out at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. You don't have to take an L just because you can't listen to the Swain event live. You can catch up on the podcast posted daily on the app, online, and on iTunes.
20event20event.com, fueled by Daddy and Barbecue. Let's get to the phones. Let's bring in Big Orange Mac. Mac, good morning. Good morning, Jay Swizzle. Good morning, Benjamin. Good morning, King. Uh, guys, y'all know I'm a football junkie to the 10th power, but my first love is baseball. I still love baseball. Yes. Ben, my question for you this morning is... Oh, uh, I know where you're going with what this. What in the hell is baseball doing? Mm. What? They are committing suicide. I mean, they're committing suicide. It's already dying. Yes. You know, and, and, and then you... you Look, Barry, all these guys were MVPs before they started taking PEDs, mm. Okay. Okay, they're they're excluding all the stuff that they did before they started uh, juicing later in their careers, and then they voted in a guy that w- was allegedly taking PEDs. That's right. And say, he's hold the on, only hold. I did just say that a little bit louder. And can you also mention the name of the player and who he played for, please? Uh, Big Poppy David Ortiz to play for the Boston Red Sox, and he did what? He, he allegedly took PEDs himself. My sources say that he did take them. Uh, he, okay, I, I understand, Ben, where you're coming from, being a Yankees fan. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Uh, and he's the only one that they're voting into the hall. I, there are plenty other guys that you can put in there. We don't even know if we're going to have a baseball season this year. <sighs> yeah. Bait, bait. Major League Baseball is not in a uh, in a great spot at at all whatsoever uh, in terms of the lockout. The players hate the owners, and the owners hate the players. So that that that's not great. And uh, it they they've never really had a a great relationship as is because the owners are, are more greedy in baseball than any other sport. And uh, don't feel very optimistic about a baseball season, but it definitely does feel like it is is killing baseball even more than baseball is already dying for sure. I agree with you there. I'm I'm indifferent on on the Hall of Fame stuff. I, I kind of go back and forth. Uh, I I am one who who loves the the purity of the game and like I I I won't fault anybody for not voting in. Barry Bonds or Roger Clemens to the Hall of Fame, but I also don't fault anybody for voting them in. I, I'm kind of in the middle and, and see both sides. Um, but I mean, the, it, it is weird that Barry Bonds is arguably the most electric baseball player of all time, the the most captivating baseball player of all time, and he's he's not going to be in the Hall of Fame. That that is weird and a bad look for baseball, but like, I also like he, he cheated the game uh, a lot. And, and like, I also don't necessarily blame people for not voting in those who, who really cheated the game. I, I don't, I'm indifferent. I really am. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. They cheated the game. I, I understand that all that, but it, it's, it's just, I mean, they've got to do something to, I mean, it, it, the, the game's dying. I mean, it, it's the least it possible sport. And, They've got, I mean, they've got to, at some point, you got to come up off of that stuff. Uh, yep. I know the, the Black Sox scandal of 1919. I know that the, that was, you know, the first big black eye uh, in, in baseball. But, you know, the whole Pete Rose thing. I mean, 
it's, it's, it's aggravating, and I hate to see the way baseball I just keeps getting going down. I mean, as soon – I mean, here on the next 20 years, you know, uh, checkers might be more popular than that gum baseball. <laughs> I don't know about all that. But <laughs> Paper, rock, scissors. <laughs> <laughs> Rochambeau. I mean, uh, it, it, it's, just, it's aggravating, man. And like I said, you know, baseball is my first love, and I just hate to see – you know, uh, last week I was watching uh, uh, Ken Burns baseball and uh, just – People would show up in droves even during the uh, the depression. They didn't have two nickels to rub together, and they were still going to watch games. And now you, it's just it, I, I hate it, and I just think baseball is, is killing themselves. And they are they they uh, they make awful decisions, and, and it's it's like the the thing that bothers me the most is the way they go about things on social media. Like if if you notice, like when John Morant has a highlight dunk or LeBron does something crazy, you see it all over social media, all over the yeah. place. Yeah. The NBA Twitter account tweets it out. The the team Twitter accounts tweet it out. And then you have like all these NBA fan pages and uh, sites that cover the team. They all tweet out the highlights, Bleacher Report and, and all this and all that. Major League Baseball like has, has – <laughs> They they get so up in arms about people just sharing highlights because they they want to have the exclusive rights to to what is being viewed and like the they they go on a witch hunt to to have tweets deleted of people sharing Aaron Judge hitting a walk off home run because it's 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 their property or or whatever the technical terms are and like they don't allow people to share it. and that that to me is just like mind blowing how why would you not want Aaron Judge hitting a walk off home run being the, the highlight shared all over social media. It's just stupid things like that that, that and, are really killing the, the game. The, the younger generation, you know, I, I'm 40 now, so I don't, I can't consider myself the younger generation. I'm an old man now. But, you know, my, like my little dudes, you know, they're all over social media. They, they see that stuff. Yep. And if they're not seeing baseball highlights, baseball's an afterthought to them. They, yep. they, they're, you know, it, they, I don't know who's running, you know, Get get some young fresh minds in there to help save the game. Uh, it's it, it's it's just it's mind boggling how they, you know they're committing suicide and it 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 it, it, it it's hurting me because like I said I, I I love it. It was my first love. I still love baseball. You're a baseball guy, and uh, especially and I, you know I'm gonna go there with you know especially young African American community. Mm-hmm. There's less and less young African American young men wanting to play baseball. You know, and it's already uh, tough in those areas for them to play baseball because yeah. baseball equipment is, is so expensive. Yep. I, I don't, baseball yep. will never die because so many young people play it, but the, there, there are communities where it is harder for them to, to, to play and major league baseball can't really tap into that diversity or, or grow the game in those areas where it's not as popular because it, it's hard for them to play. Like for somebody playing basketball as a kid, all you need is a hoop and a basketball. And ball. And, and, and those are really easy things to, to get. Or or football. <laughs> that's all you need. Football and some grass. All you need and, is really is a basketball. Yeah, and that's really yeah. all you need is a basketball. But with baseball, I mean, bats are so expensive. Gloves are so expensive. And it's, it's kind of hard to, to even go out and, and practice on your own. There are ways, but it's a little more difficult than basketball or, or football or some of these other sports. Soccer. So it, it's baseball has a, a lot of issues, and it definitely doesn't seem like 
Major League Baseball is being very proactive in trying to fix them. No, no, I, I don't think they're in I mean, that's what they need to get some young, fresh ideas in here. And, uh, uh, and, and, and it, it, there are some things that need to be changed about the game. And I'm, a, I, I'm also a traditionalist. I, you know, uh, I like old school ways, but at some point you, you, you've got to, uh, You've got to rebuild this thing and and get back, you know, get with the times. Get, get left with get with the times and get left behind, mm-hmm. uh, gentlemen. Y'all have a great day and go big on. Good to talk to you, Mac. That was a a good phone call. Good phone call. I know Barry Bonds is a, a big debate in the mm-hmm. in the sports world right now. Boy, yeah. I mean, I I thought they would you know keep him out of the hall. As long as possible, but eventually, like, Let get in. in. You know, I thought they would kind of make him sweat for all these years. and But I thought he would eventually get in. I didn't think he would be out this long. Um, but how do you how do you know who took steroids? Like, how do you 100% know who took steroids during the era where it was so it was so prevalent? Um, I remember the, 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 the rumors about Poppy and, he, he gets in with no problem at all, and because there, he wasn't caught, somebody wasn't caught. somebody made a great point on on the text box. Vaughn Birmingham, they got caught cheating, they got caught cheating, and that is the big difference. And I do lean, if I had to pick a side, I would pick against them getting in because even if they were the ones that got caught, like they they were still cheating and and did so in a major way, but. Here's the other side and kind of why I'm indifferent and go back and forth is Major League Baseball chose to ignore what was going on for a long time until they could no longer ignore it because they knew it was great for the game. You you had people tuning in all the time to watch Barry Bonds play. and, and Barry Bonds and Mark, Mark McGuire. That's right. And Sammy Sosa, that that run where, where they were battling to, to, to win the – the home run crown that year mm-hmm. and, and set the single season record like that baseball was, was the talk of the summer <laughs> that, that year and, and baseball knew what was going on between Mark McGuire. You can't look at Mark McGuire and, and not think that something is wrong with him. Same arms are like Popeye. I, exactly. He, I mean, he's hitting them out of the stadium. It, it, it was stupid and so entertaining and Barry Bonds is the same way. And I, I will never condone cheating in any form in any sport. Like I, I will always be against that, so that that is why I do lean towards that in the in this particular situation. But I also recognize the hypocrisy of Major League Baseball for turning a blind eye because they they knew it was driving interest in the game. And, so they should be in. Yeah, so that's why I kind of am indifferent and go back and forth because it's not like Major League Baseball tried to to stop it and and had all these rules and regulations and, and was trying to nip it in the bud. They they knew what it was doing to the game. It, it was that's the most exciting baseball's ever been. And I mean, I hate that it's that it was only that way because everybody was popping roids. But I mean, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, Kurt Schilling out. No PEDs, just considered a jerk. Incredibly petty. Yeah, that that Joe Augusta. That's that's silly too. Like I I cannot stand Kurt Schilling, and not because he played for the Red Sox. I I think he's a, a prick, quite frankly. And and I'm not even talking about the the politics side of things. I'm, I'm not even touching that. I'm just talking about him as a person, his personality. I, I just think he is 
not somebody that I would want to interact with. But for him to not be in the Hall of Fame just because of his personality is ridiculous. You're not voting somebody into the Hall of Fame based on the personality. You're voting them in or not voting them in based off of what they did on the field. And he is he was a terrific pitcher. These sports writers, man. Sports writers. How about Pete Rose? How you feel about Pete Rose being out? I I'm I'm cool with that. You can't gamble. I don't I don't care if you're betting on your team or not. You, you can't do that. Kind of like um, Reggie Bush. The moment that the NIL stuff went through, Reggie Bush was like, hey, man, can I get my husband back now? It's like, well, you broke the rules when it was like, you, you, you couldn't do what you did then. And you broke the rules then. And it'd still be bad if a current player was gambling now anyways, even with gambling being so accepted. Mm-hmm. Every time you turn on TV, there's some type of gambling commercial. Every time you get on the internet, there's some type of gambling um, site that wants you to join them. Every time you listen to Swain Event, I'm over here talking about, you know, Action 247, how awesome they are, and how if you use the promo code Swain Event, you can get 100% match on your first deposit. I mean, goodness gracious. But, you know, it is what it is. He still still gambled. And, um, man, he was arguably the best hitter ever. And um, he's not going to be in the Hall of Fame. Moose says, Swain, what do you think went wrong on bowl prep with Josh Heupel? I'll answer that question. Uh, we got uh, one last segment. We'll answer that question. And then we, uh, we'll put a bowl on the show today. Tennessee basketball taking on the Gators. Got some unfortunate, terrible news. Lady Balls. Um, yesterday. Just, um, it just breaks your heart. As a, as, a, as, a, as a college fan, when you see someone um, hurt and the Lady Vols got a big blow from uh, Keelan Green. She tore her ACL, and she's going to be out for the rest of the season. She brought energy. She's a leader, um, respected by her teammates. Gave Tamari Key a nice rest when she needed, needed one. You know, Tamari has been really good, better this year at avoiding foul trouble. And Green has been a really good option off the bench, down low in the post, and she has been productive. So you are losing that. So I uh, just hate that for her. This is her second time uh, getting hurt here at Tennessee, where it ends, you know, ends the season four. So Lady Vols cannot catch a break in in regards to the injuries. Since Kelly Harper stepped foot on campus, they have had to deal with a, a major injury at all times. Like, like there's never been an instance in which everybody was okay. Or even just dealing with kind of knickknacks here and there. Like, yeah. Josiah's been dealing with a little thumb injury here and there and this season. She can't even deal with that. I mean, it's torn ACLs that she's been dealing with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's different. That's a whole other level. Hour three, powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Stay with us. Hour three of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. 
Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to ATFCU.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. Fellas. When it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the MN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to MarkNelsonDenim.com. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet irisnetworksusa.com Asked about the uh, the bowl prep. What happened with the bowl prep? What do you think went wrong with the bowl prep with Josh Heifel? I don't I don't necessarily look at the the bowl prep being an issue. There, I look at the execution in the game being a being a problem. Uh, you know, drop passes, 
um, you know, protection issues. You know, you had your best lineman out in Kate Mays. You had your best cover corner out in Alante Taylor. Uh, I thought it was more about Jimmy and Joe's not making plays. Now, I thought there were some, some in-game coaching mistakes that I felt like contributed to us losing, but uh, the bowl prep itself, that's the work that's done before the game. I can't point to that being a problem because I didn't see us play at a level that would suggest that we didn't we didn't practice right. I thought the energy was there. I thought the effort was was there. Um, most of the time, most players, it was just it was just in game decisions and execution. That's 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 how I see it. I mean, a tight end that they caught the ball and. Broke a couple tackles. I mean, you can go look at tackling in practice, but, you know, everyone takes that time off tackling. In, that probably still makes me so mad. Oh, uh, I know. But if you want to look at some of the some of the guys open on crossing routes, I mean, that's that's fair. But, like, uh, you're playing a bunch of guys that in the secondary that were, were put in positions that um, they don't thrive well at. Again, you had a backup corner. So, I don't think the prep was a problem. I just think the execution and some of the in-game coaching decisions uh, cost us, but that's my take on it. All right. Um, Tennessee, you got Tennessee covering 10 tonight, right, Ben? Yes, with or without Colin Castleton. With or without Colin Castleton, because I think, obviously, if he doesn't play, that speaks for itself. But uh, as you and I have both said, even if he does play, how effective is he, is he going to be? How effective is he going to be? I don't think he will be very effective, especially if uh, Urosh draws that matchup. Urosh, physical, banging with him. That that I don't I don't see that going well for for Castleton. A win today for for Tennessee will take Tennessee to five hundred in SEC play. It will take Tennessee to 14 uh, wins on the season. They will be 14 and five. Uh, when you look at the the SEC, and right now it's all about that race, man, to get one of those top four spots, um, so you can avoid playing every night for four or five nights straight. You have a double bye. Yeah, so it's the race, and right now Tennessee is in fifth place in the SEC. And we are tied with Arkansas. We have not played Arkansas, so there's no way to have a tiebreaker. The only reason that what well, the only reason they are ahead is because um, they played an extra game and they won that game. So they're fourteen and five. Tennessee is thirteen and five with the same conference record. A and M is at four and two. You still play A and M. Kentucky's at six and two. Still play them. Got another game against those guys. It's at home, though. And then you play Auburn. You play those guys at home at the end of February. Uh, hey, man, Tennessee's a different team at home. You never know what might happen. But That's, a, uh, that's over a month from now. We'll worry about that if, when the time if, comes. If, if Mizzou can, can play like they played at home against Auburn, and Tennessee can do the same thing. Tennessee is capable of beating Auburn. They are. They absolutely are. Tennessee's capable of beating anybody in the country. That's right. That's right. So a win could push Tennessee, will push Tennessee in the top four 
in the uh, SEC because Tennessee will have five five dubs. These are the games you have to win in order to finish top four in the league. You have to beat the teams that are better than that you are better than. You have to beat Florida. I think Tennessee is better than Arkansas. You had to beat the two games with Arkansas later on. I did say earlier this week I think that they split those two because Bud Walton Arena is, is a tough place to play and hasn't been very kind to Tennessee. But you, you're certainly capable of winning both of those. You, you still have another game with Vanderbilt on the schedule. You got Missouri on the schedule. I, if, if you're going to finish top four in the league, Georgia's on the schedule, you have to beat those beat those teams. Yeah, tonight's slate, man. LSU is hosting Texas A&M. A&M is in front of SEC, uh, Tennessee and SEC standing. So. so we need Will Wade to do us a favor. Yeah, so if LSU <laughs> takes care of A&M, that will push A&M to three conference losses, and Tennessee will have uh, three but would have five wins with a win tonight. So Tennessee can move up, man. Move on up to the east side uh, in the SEC standings with a win today. Should, should, should get it. Should. All right, text box time before we wrap up today's show. But first, if you are feeling tired, grumpy, notice weight gain, or loss of muscle mass, these can all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. Low T-Center can determine the cause and help. $155 a month for self-pay, or it's covered by most health insurance. For low T's convenient, monitor self-inject at-home testosterone treatments. They will ship directly to you. Go to lowtcenter.com for more details. Who finishes second in the East next year? Mr. Tenneke in football? Come on, man. I don't know right now. No way of knowing right now. A lot has to happen between now and start of football season. There's going to be a lot of roster shakeup. Between now and that time, I don't know. It won't be Florida as of right now. I, I, I'll tell you that. It'd be fa- it honestly will be fascinating to kind of watch that race play out. Florida will be in that race, but I I think you could make a case for Tennessee finishing second. You can make a case for Kentucky finishing second. If Spencer Rattler takes a step, you can make a case for South Carolina finishing second. That'll be a, a fascinating race next year who finishes second can anybody can anybody uh push georgia they they lost a lot they'll be a target not like they have peyton manning coming back no they got screech powers coming back they got, they got screech back at quarterback who, who was good this year he, he was but he has to be surrounded by talent mm-hmm. and right now who's he throwing the football to Outside of tight end. I mean, you got Brock Bowers. He might as well be a receiver. That's all you need. Really. Uh, that's true. And Brock Bowers and Eric Gilbert, you get to go. Eric Gilbert. And, and then Darnell Washington has like a, a luxury. Unless Darnell Washington goes to UNLV. Correct. Plays with, with old Harrison, baby. Who knows? Man. UNLV. The running reps. Speaking of Sammy Sosa, have you seen what he looks like now? I have not seen him. Uh, the last time I saw him. He looked pink. He looked like the Pink Panther. He looked like Pepto Bisbal. Last time I saw him, but I haven't seen him lately. I'm a, I imagine that's what he's referencing. The last time I saw him was this, this interview, I think, with Jeremy Shab. I think he got mad, and uh, Jeremy just straight asked, "Hey man, you do steroids?" I'm done with this interview. <laughs> I did not test positive for steroids. We didn't ask you. That. <laughs> we asked you if you did them or not. 
Uh, that was the last time. I remember that. Ooh, Ben. Against cheating, but my question is, if the NIL wasn't around, knowing what we know about the SEC, would you condone Tennessee playing the game by the rules? The best in the SEC play by? Or, i.e., excuse me, i.e., playing players illegally if Tennessee was being careful like those programs. So, basically, someone's asking you, you say you don't like cheating with Major League Baseball, the guy's cheating the game. Does the same rules apply when you're looking at your team in college football? I mean, I, I don't like it, which is gotta, what I said earlier. But you have to do it. And I don't man. condone it, which is also what I said. But, I mean, if, if you don't, you're, you're literally not going to win. Yeah, like, you you, it it stinks. I hate that it is the way that it is. But if you if you previously did not cheat, then you you did not stand a chance of being competitive. Yeah, like like cheating in college football. I think that would be comparable here. Would be allowing your players to take the PEDs right. or. Um, the flops, fake injury stuff. Like, there is a respect level to the game inside of the white lines that I think was compromised when you had guys taking steroids. Right. Because, like, I remember when I was in my NFLPA meeting, they don't have a lot of tolerance with guys take when it comes to PED. Because you're because you're cheating the game and like it's it's a health concern to, for others too. You can't be out there hitting dudes and you 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 rocked up and I mean it's a, it's a safety concern too. But if you have like a drug problem, like look how patient and accommodating the NFL has been with Josh Gordon. I mean he has a problem with substance abuse, but PEDs man they'll get you up out of there. Yeah, and so, like any, like if Patrick Mahomes was was busted for for roids in the same way that Barry Barry Clemens, Barry Bonds, and Roger Clemens were, then then I would say Patrick Mahomes shouldn't be in in the hall either. Uh, and again, the only reason I'm kind of indifferent when it comes to Major League Baseball is just because how Major League Baseball knew what was going on and chose to ignore it because they knew it was benefiting the game. They they were being very hypocritical. And somebody asked about A-Rod going in. No, I don't think A-Rod should go in either. And I definitely don't see him going in now. I definitely don't see it now. I mean, how how can... If you're A-Rod, how do you feel positive about going into the hall after after seeing what happened with Roger Clemens and, and Barry Bonds? Yeah, it ain't happening. It's good. He deserved it. It ain't happening. Uh, somebody on the text box asked about... Do we see Keaton? Do we see Keaton going to UNLV? I can see it happening. It's not like he's in the portal right now. It's not like I've heard anything. But why? Why would he transfer right now? He's the starting outside receiver opposite of Cedric Tillman. What's up? Who? Give me a name. I'm waiting on you. I've been asking you this since December. We had Isaiah Nayor for a minute, but now that he's no longer here, who's going to be starting opposite of Cedric Tillman? Bruh, bruh. As of right now. 
Bruh. If Tennessee played a game tomorrow, who would be the starting receiver opposite of Seth? Brew McCoy. But uh, a serious question, real quick. Even if they bring in Brew McCoy, Ramel's going to be his number two. So, like, would you rather go to UNLV or would you rather be number two in the SEC? There'll be a freshman that passes I hope up. so. There'll be a freshman that passes I up. hope so, but I'm not going to bank on it. I am. I'm banking on it. <laughs> All right. Let's go, Caleb Webb. Come on, baby. We I'm, need I'm, you. I'm banking on it. I think that happens. I hope so, since he needs it. I, I, I think that happens. That is our time for today. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Live from the Low T Center Studio. Thanks for your time. Podcast will be up. A couple of hours already up right now, but the rest of them will be up as soon as we finish up today. Peace and love. We are out. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue.